things that bump in the night. Things that creep us out. Voices from another realm. The figures that move out of the corner of your eye. That odd light in the sky. Hey everybody, this is the new episode uh, for Came From Amity with myself and Noah. How's it going, folks? All you ghost fanatics? Oh yeah, we've got a pretty decent one today. Um, This is real ghost stories that I've managed to find via the internet of hauntings that have either happened or are currently happening in our good old town of Edinburgh, Indiana. Oh, uh, and after I get done going over these, there's three that I found. Uh, How many of them take place at the Circle K? <laughs> surprisingly, none. Oh, and none of okay. them include townies. So, <laughs> like, well, okay, that's surprising. So, I know, I know. You expect there'd be one at least, right? Uh, and. When uh, we get done reading these stories, they're pretty short, but I think they're pretty poignant as far as like what you would expect from a haunting. Uh, we will kind of talk about our own experiences with the paranormal. I think maybe there's a couple. We did an episode like that last year. We kind of had yeah. like a told our stories I, and stuff. I think there might be one or two that I that I I left out because um, that's where the infamous Hat Man got brought up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if we're ready, we will dive right in. Um, so story one, and by the way, I, these stories and, uh, were found on the website ghostofamerica.com. Uh, if you go to that website, there's, you can actually go there and it'll, there, it's like kind of like a forum page. So people can go there and, uh, tell their ghost stories. I found ghost stories, uh, you know, Bogstown, Fairland, Nineveh, Franklin, uh, uh, Needham, uh, Indianapolis, I think Greenfield, there's all kinds. So, mm. uh, so it's a great little form page to go to, to, to discover these local stories where people can kind of go and tell their own ghost stories. I think that's pretty neat. And that's where all these are derived from is ghostofamerica.com. Okay. Uh, Again, sometimes the podcast kind of writes itself, you know, like uh, Pleasant Pruitt, you know, kind of fell in my lap. This could you say, could you say it's a ghost writer? Got my lame joke out of the way. We can move on. <laughs> but, uh, all right. So story one, a woman named Brichelle said she saw a little girl who she thought was her sister. Rochelle grabbed a water from the kitchen, and when she left the kitchen, the girl was standing across the room. She told the girl, still believing it to be her sister, to go to bed as it was 3 o'clock in the morning. The girl fell to the floor and fell through the floor as if it was like, as she says, like looked like uh, sand going through a sifter. She said she was no she had never been so terrified in her entire life and had never seen anything like that or since. 
Uh, now, she didn't say where this was at in Edinburgh. Um, but I thought it was a cool little story. Um, like I said, some of these are not very detailed. So that's it? <laughs> yeah, that's all she wrote. That's she just fell she through the floor and that's it? They yeah, didn't bother to like, investigate? Yeah, I, that's the part I couldn't get. Is like, I would be like trying to check it out, maybe go to where she, like, I don't know if there's a crawl space, a basement, but the girl just went through the floor, just kind of like dropped through. I, I mean, that'd be terrifying to me. I mean, if I saw that. Yeah, so they just like packed it up and went to bed for the night, like the, no consideration about it. The thing that, that definitely grabbed my attention about the story, aside from the fact the girl just went through the floor, was the fact that it happened around 3 a.m., which is um, if you're uh, keen on certain paranormal things, 3 a.m. to 4 a.m., they call the witching hour. So I would, if I was her, if I had been Brichelle, I would be standing in the same spot 3 a.m. the next morning, seeing if this repeats itself or if something else happens at 3 a.m. If it were me. Yeah. So story two comes from a woman named Bethany, and this was a residence in North Park Drive, which, if I'm not mistaken, I think is in Meadow Village edition. Uh, let's see. A woman named Bethany saw her blinds open and shut rapidly twice back in 2011 as she was sitting in her living room. And then about seven to eight months later, she saw a little girl run down her hallway. Bethany, who went, kind of went to follow her, almost ran into her, and the girl disappeared in the living room. But Bethany went on to say that the occurrences have been getting more and more frequent as time goes on. Now, as of the posting, she supposedly still lives there. And she says she's learned to live with the haunt. Um, but she says that in that there's a bathroom that connects to the same hallway that the girl uh, was seen running down. And that the doorknob to the bathroom will randomly turn with no one standing on the other side. And she says that this happens quite frequently now. That the doorknob will just randomly turn and there's no one there. Huh. You know, it kind of makes me wish that like COVID, well, obviously I wish that COVID wasn't happening because we could find these people and go interview them. Yeah, I would, I would love, cause like Brochelle sounds like a more modern name. I would love to be able to look up Rochelle and talk to her and say, you know, Hey, do you still live where you are? Do you still, cause we could do a whole podcast just interviewing these people. Yeah. Now this third story is a little dated and I mean, I mean dated, it's like 1992. Is when this story happens. So Glenn lived on North Clay Street, which is the same street that I actually grew up on. Yeah. That's a little disconcerting when I read this. So he says back in 1992, he was doing dishes and turned around and saw a little girl about the age of three or four years old looking right at him. He could see through her. Then a few minutes later, his kids started to scream and they said that there was a girl in their room. He ran in, grabbed the kids, and left. Now, now these are all short stories, I will admit. There's not a whole lot of meat to them, but it's the best I could find in that time frame without being something that, I guess, you know, that would be more common ghost stories. And some of them we told before. So anyway, I'm, I would be interested 
and I'm sure we could look them up. You know, Facebook is a pretty powerful tool when you want it to be. To look up, I would imagine Bethany and Brichelle and look them up and see if we could talk to them about telling their, especially if this um, Brichelle chick still lives where she says she lives. Uh, we could Skype she, her up, man. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Or, you know, we could, you know, look, you know, Skype her up and we could say, hey, you know, do you still live there? What are your occurrences like? Was that the only thing that ever happened to you? The same thing with Bethany. Hey, is this, you know, you know, you, you know what are their occurrences? You know, just interview these people. That would be great. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be harder to find. There's got to be at least some truth to it because they're on a very obscure website. They they, you know, obviously searched out the website, made an account, typed this up, knowing that probably not a lot of people are going to read it. You know, it's it's on a little website that nobody's ever heard of. So it's like, yeah. you know, you don't I'm, just do that just to do it. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to leave a fake comment to get attention, you're going to do it on, like, YouTube. You're going to find a video that has, like, thousands of views and do it. You're going to do it on Facebook. You're not going to do it on a little obscure website. Yeah, I. It, it would be – it wouldn't make any sense to go and do that on, like you said, an obscure website and, and write out your story. I mean, you could have done that on Facebook or Twitter. Right. If you, I mean, I mean, maybe not Glenn. Like I said, this happened – his story happened in 92. But – he, I, mean, I mean, he might have been, well, it said it was his daughter. He grabbed his daughters, so he was probably he 20s grabbed, or 30s, probably. Yeah, so which means his kids are grown now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the whole thing is, is like, I believe these stories. I believe them. Uh, all three. Um, I believe they believe what they think they saw, you know? Yeah, I mean, because... That's the thing about ghost stories, and even when I tell some of mine, the, the, there's a couple of big takeaways from any ghost stories. Number one, they're almost all, you know, anecdotes. You know, they were personal experiences, and there's no way to prove or disprove they ever happened. Um, now, like the, the uh, was it Rochelle? Yeah, Rochelle, who said that, you know, the, this entity of a little girl falling through the floor, that would be a hard one to just... Like we all kind of from time to time see things out of the corner of our eye and we can always say, well, you know, it was a shadow from a passing vehicle or, you know, uh, you know, just some anomaly that I'm not able to pick up at this moment. You know, it, it, it's something we can explain away. But when you're looking at a little girl and she literally just drops through the floor, that's that's a that's a totally different like mind feel. You know what I mean? Like that's. That's a whole different like experience because you're watching this girl fall through the floor. I mean, and it, I mean, it could be that her mind was playing tricks on her. You know, maybe she it, just disintegrated so fast that it looked like she went through the floor. Maybe it could be like a Star Trek transporter thing, or yeah, like Spider Man and in, uh, Infinity War when he just <laughs> yeah, it looks like he dissipates into the now, floor. To me. One of the most believable stories of the three would probably be Glenn's. And I say that because there were other witnesses to a ghostly girl at the same time and the same day with Glenn and his family. And I've never met a bad guy named Glenn, so I trust him. True. True. I, actually, that's a pretty fair statement. Glenn's usually a pretty easygoing, uh, 
guy. He might like his liquor a little bit, you know, but <laughs> yeah, I, with the other two stories that, like I said, there were like personal experiences that no one else got to experience unless Bethany li- is living with someone too. And they experienced the, 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 the ghostly doorknob turning. Maybe if uh, the girl went through the floor, she was trying to tell them something like there's something buried under there, like the telltale heart. That is actually the same exact thought that I had. Like, it was just odd that she's standing in this spot and she just drops to the floor. That's a random place to drop through. I mean, granted, yeah. it's like pretty Casperish, but you would do it still. like if if it, if it's intended, you know, as a theatrical thing, you're doing it to get attention and and to show something. So maybe right. she was trying to. That was my perception: is that it's almost as if because if she if she didn't want to be seen or she just wanted to go away, she would just. Because, I mean, we've talked about this before. Spirits are energy, right? So she could just say, I'm gone, and I'm out. Or she just wouldn't be seen in the first place. Right. Right. My my opinion would be is that she dropped through the floor on purpose to prove something. Right. So that's my personal opinion. Let's go find the house and just dig up the floor and see what what we find. Don't even ask them. Just do it. Like, like Brichelle, look. They saw your story. We did a podcast bit on it. We're digging up your kitchen floor. Okay. Yeah, we're digging we're gonna it up. Find, we're going to find. The other weird thing is, is that, the, and here's what I thought was odd, is that on the Ghost of America page, three ghost stories from the town of Edinburgh, every single one of them had something to do with a ghostly girl. Huh. That was the odd thing for me is that all three of them, all three different residents, all three different parts of town, and they were ghostly girls. Were they close to each other in proximity? Um, let's see. North Park Drive and Clay Street are about, I don't know, I guess you'd say probably four blocks from each other, five blocks, depending okay. where on, on what Clay you are. So that's not um, too far. And then, like I said, Rochelle, she didn't say where she's actually at or or where this particular residence is. So um so I can't I can't honestly say where she's like I said, we could I would almost guarantee I could do a Facebook search on Rochelle at Edinburgh and I'd have yeah, I mean, me a pop. There's five thousand people in Edinburgh. How many people are named Rochelle at Edinburgh? Yeah, that's pretty unique. Yeah. So I'm I'd be interested to to talk, to try to talk to her like, hey, look, we saw your story in Ghost of America. We did a podcast bit on it. I'd really like to get more information and see if she talks to us. I would. I'm I'm totally open for that. I think that'd be fun, man. Like, what if we did a whole series of trying to get these people who leave stories, you know, especially in Franklin and Greenwood and stuff, and hunting them down. Well, not hunting them down, but trying to get them, <laughs> trying to get them to, yeah, trying to get them to do like a Skype convo with us. Uh, you know, I think that'd be pretty, pretty cool. Oh, I, oh, for sure. I would love to do something like that. You know, interview people with these real experiences. That'd be, I would love to do an episode like that. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, if so, you're a listener and if you're a listener and you think that's a good idea, let us know. We'll try it. And especially you, Mike Sneed, I know for a fact you've got experiences. So if you have a story Please get a hold of us. We would love to interview you, talk about your experiences. And and 
to kind of corral that in, if we could make that into like a personal experience you've had or someone that you know has had, uh, I don't want like your third cousin's brother, sister's aunt twice removed uh, that you've never met, you know, uh, because that's way, that's like the telephone game at that point. Yeah. I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. Cause then it went from the, it's a ghost girl to now all of a sudden it's the girl from the ring and we don't yeah, want that. It's folklore so, basically. Right. I, I want first or second hand, but second hands as far as I'm willing to go, I think. Right. So Noah, I got to ask. Mm-hmm. We, we know about your hat man experience and that had to be terrifying because that's that is supernatural supernatural gets was, you know yeah that, i mean it wasn't as terrifying until we figured out what it was that's what really freaked <laughs> me. i still remember that oh my even God. the other night i'm in here alone <laughs> and I'm, I'm listening to the podcast again and i had to turn it off like a lo- like again i was like yeah i'm done <laughs> well you know that's the thing is like there are some people and I've read several reports on people who've had experiences with the hat man and they'll say they didn't feel anything at first. And then when they like did some research online to figure out if other people experienced it and they figure out that other people did and what he was and that nobody knows what he wants and, 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 you know, just how terrifying this thing is all of a sudden they're even more terrified at, of this entity, even though they may never see him again. Now they're yeah. more terrified at, and in that case, you follow that example. They're like, okay, there's something in my room. I don't know what it is. And then, boom, he disappeared. Yeah. And then when I tell you to do research on him, <laughs> and then yeah. I go home and go to bed, and I get to, I wake up to this email going, dude, I am completely terrified. It's because it all matched up. Like, every uh-huh. detail matched up. So I was like, okay, there's something to yeah. this now. Yeah, because everything that you told me literally checked off every – single box of yeah. what stereotypical hat man experience entails and i <laughs> it was kind of funny to wake up to that to that particular facebook message i'll bet yeah it was pretty hard trying to go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> i'm a grown yeah. man and i was like laying in bed every little noise i'm like is it hat man I'm, li- I'm literally laying in bed hey <laughs> you know how you yell and you wait to hear something uh-huh and you just pretend you didn't hear it but what would have been how big would the brick been in your pants though if something responded like hey right back like uh yeah i'd probably leave my pants in here and just take off running <laughs> like i wouldn't I mean, even bother putting pants on i would just leave the brick in your pants would have to be massive uh, because that would just thanks <laughs> You know what I mean? I got a big brick in my pants. <laughs> yeah, giddy, giddy. <laughs> no, I know, dude. Like, seriously, if, if you ever yell... Okay, right now I'm sitting here, and my closet door is open, and it's black inside. I can't see what's in there, right? It's just dark. Okay. If I was to yell, hey, and I heard something come out of there, you'd see me run. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I have no shame about fleeing, dude. I will flee. Okay. I mean, I've been in your place, man. There, there's a lot of times I'm sitting there and it, there's a creepy feel like there's just yeah something inside. It, I feel like I'm being watched. So, and there's no, it pans the room. I'm looking around now. So with that said, have you ever had any other ghostly experiences 
yourself? Um, do you have one? I'll try to think of one. I've got a few, and I'll try to tell one that I didn't tell before. Um, okay. Let's see. I think I may. I don't. I don't think I told this one. Okay, so um, when I was about, I don't know, middle school age, maybe a freshman in high school, um, me and one of my brothers, we had this. Uh, we were slept in bunk beds, and I remember. Now, we had at the time a dog and a cat. And in my room was like a wardrobe. And uh, on the top of my wardrobe, like I kept all kinds of like knickknacky stuff and collectibles and stuff. And I had up there this like, it was, you know, like uh, like Christmas and Easter, you can get like these like jelly bean bottles that uh, when you're done, they have like, they're like a coin bank. Right. Well, yeah. I had one of those. And it sat literally right in smack dab in the middle on top of that wardrobe, right? Like right in the middle on the top. And I'm laying and I'm laying in bed. And I and I hear something hit the ground. Which is unusual if you have a cat, you know. <clears throat> and uh, so I get off and I unfortunately for me, I was on top bunk. So I climb down, I turn on the light. And on the floor is that bottle. Now, at first, I don't think anything of it, except it dawns on me that that bottle, like I said, sat in the middle of that wardrobe, like on top, and surrounded by other knickknacky stuff. So it shouldn't have just, like, excuse me, fell over. And when I looked, and when I looked, nothing else in that wardrobe was disturbed. Nothing else was moved. Nothing else was pushed or shoved. So I go in the front room where my dad was. And uh, now this cat's name was Gracie. And I said, Dad, I said, was, did Gracie just like come in here from my bedroom? He goes, no, bub. She's been sleeping on the chair the whole time. Well, my dog was a was a husky mix. So he's not climbing six foot up yeah. from no, with no way, discernible way to get up there. So something, and, and the way I perceived it, I think, I, like I said, I was probably eighth grade, maybe freshman year of high school at the time. Something literally picked that bottle up and then dropped it on the floor. Had to have. There's no other explanation because, like I said, it's not – Gracie was asleep in the chair. No one else was up. All four of us boys, me and my three brothers, were in bed. So me and one brother was in a bunk bed, and then another room was my other two brothers in their beds. Something picked this bottle up and then dropped it in the middle of my bedroom floor. Like as a complete and total demonstration of we're in the house or I'm in the house, you know, and we're here right now. Something did it, you know, intelligently and purposefully. Because uh, like I said, nothing else on that water rope was, was moved or touched. Dang, dude. Um, which isn't the only experience I ever had in that house. That house had some, which was an old house anyway, but, uh, it's probably seen a few murders in its day. If I'm not mistaken, I think that house was the foundation was, was laid for that house, like 18, 1890 something or 1880 something. So it was an older house. 
um, because we actually, dad did some research on it when we lived there. When the house was first built, it had a living room, a bedroom, and a bathroom. And that was it. Mm. Uh, or a kitchen. Maybe it was, yeah, it was something like that. It was like three or four rooms. The kitchen was probably just one wall, you know, like the living room and then the kitchen. Kind of like they do studio apartments. Like yeah, where the living probably, room and the kitchen is one room. Yeah, it was probably like a wood stove that heated the house and acted as the kitchen right. stove. They didn't really have too many appliances back in the 1890s. No. And I, like I said, I think that was, like I said, that house was host to all. Um, I might have told this story uh, on the podcast that one day. As uh, me and my brother Cody, we were <clears throat> asleep in our bedroom. And I think I had just graduated high school. And Cody goes, Hey, dude, did you just hear that? And I said, hear what? And he said, someone literally whispered, hey, in my ear. Mm. And I said, are you sure? And of course, you know, I've been a believer uh, in you know spirits and ghosts and demons and stuff for a long, long time. And I said, dude, are you sure? He said, dude, he said it was as if somebody was standing right beside me, put their mouth like an inch away from my ear and whispered the word, hey. So he was like, it would have been like <sighs> into yeah. my ear. And I'm like, and it gave me goosebumps. And I'm like looking in the room to see if I see anything. And it's dark. It's completely dark in that room. Uh, and I don't see anything. I don't see anything moving. I don't see anything looking. And Cody's like, what do I do? <laughs> He's like, what do I do? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, brother. And he was like, "Say hi back." <laughs> right. That's exactly what I said. I said, "Do you say hi back?" He said, "I don't know." <laughs> I was like, and I said, "Hello," and we all, I mean, we both just sat, laid there, and we waited, and nothing said hello back. So, uh, I wish, I wish that I had heard it myself, but I didn't. Uh, but yeah, those are two big, pretty big. I would say big, but those are two experiences, I guess. Uh, I get like, more, so that, like other than stuff legitimately happening in front of me, I get more weird feelings than anything, which are like, you know, like somebody's watching or your hairs are standing up for no reason. Uh-huh. Or like you'll, I remember one time I had some silverware and I was cooking and I was alone at the house. This was back in high school. And I set the silverware a certain way. I was going to go to the bathroom and come back. And when I came back, the silverware was moved to the other side of the counter. And it was like, yeah. And I don't, you know, it was one of those things like, well, did I move it? What happened there? You get that weird feeling Uh like something, something was in there with you, but I didn't physically see anything happen, you know? And I feel like that's most ghost encounters probably happen that way. Well, I mean, I think most people, and I'm because uh, before we start recording, you said you didn't think if you had any experiences or not. But I think if most people do like what you just did and they stop and they think about the things that have happened to them, because I think most people have had incidences where, like, say um, they lose an object, like a watch. Yeah. And it comes up missing. And I'm like, man, I know I laid it on the nightstand or I know I laid it on the table. And then, like, three months later, 
it'll just mysteriously reappear right where you had left it. Yeah. Or or somewhere else. You're like, man, or you know, it might not be three months. It could be a week. It'd be a day. But then but you it, just chalk it up to, you know, my own forgetfulness or whatever. And because by that time you've forgotten about it or you know, it's I, like, did I move it? Eh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think most people have these experiences. They just they they explain it away. Yeah. You know, because they don't most people don't want to, you know, come to the acceptance that um you know that that they're living with something supernatural you know yeah. they're living with 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 something that they can't see all the time because that is off-putting you know so best roommate ever though if they're quiet they just leave you alone yeah i mean you know they if never you know they never leave your you know they never uh, you know touch your ice cream so that's always a positive i remember uh a couple years ago we had my grandma living with us and she had Alzheimer's real bad, but sometimes she would say stuff that it's like, how would you know that? Or like she would get completely lucid and just say something. And you're like, what? I remember one time she walked, I was home alone watching her and she walked into the kitchen and just started turning the gas on. She wasn't lighting the stove. She was just turning the gas on and I got on her. You know, you have to get on them. Hey, stop. I turned the gas off and I brought her back into the living room and sat her down. And I was like, why would you do that? You, you know, gas is bad. You cannot do that. And she's like, the little girl told me to. And I just kind of sat there on the couch and I was like, the little girl, huh? And I'm trying not to panic, you know, but at the same time, <laughs> you're kind of laughing it off. Cause it's like, well, she's got Alzheimer's and she probably, you know, but at the same time, it's creepy. It's just oh, yeah. creepy. And when she would say, like, I remember one time she would say stuff like, you know, he's here. He's right over there. He's standing right over there. And she would point down the hall, a dark hall. He's right over there. Look. And she'd follow him. Her eyes would follow it. And it's just like, what are you seeing? You know? That gives me chills, dude. Yeah. Because it's like, <laughs> maybe, maybe Alzheimer's and this could be, I don't know, but maybe it unlocks a portion of your brain, kind of like when you're a kid, that veil is gone. Like that's that system of disbelief is eradicated. Maybe, you know, when you have Alzheimer's, it does the same thing. It it turns off that portion of your brain that refuses, you know? And so maybe she did see stuff. I don't know. Well, it's who knows. It's just like, and I can't remember if we did an episode on this or not. We talked about near death experiences, Um, but they talk about, and if we didn't, then we, then we definitely will. Uh, but they talk about like when people are about to die, all of a sudden they can see someone that they've lost. Yeah. You know, where they, yeah. they'll, where they'll be. That was our experience with her too. Cause when she was on her deathbed, she was calling names out and stuff. Yeah. So it's yep. like, and, and she wouldn't remember that. Like all being senile and Alzheimer's, she wouldn't remember their name. She barely remembered my name, yep. but she's clearly, you know, stating names so and and that is now and that's almost what people use as the example of there's got to be something beyond because how are these people only seeing these people who have because they're not seeing loved ones who are alive yeah they're seeing dead loved ones people who have gone on before yeah so and and that's always kind of grabbed my attention because it's like 
you know, because they, you know, if 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 it wasn't something like that, then they would be calling out names of people who weren't there who might still be alive, but they're not. They're calling out, you know, they're seeing, you know, a dead spouse or a dead sibling or, you know, a dead friend. Right. And 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 so that's got to, to me, you know, have some kind of weight of there is something on the other side, and I think you know, that people who are skeptical and they should be at least open up that possibility of, of accepting that as evidence yeah. of something, you know, pro afterlife. You know, those little, like, they don't really have them much anymore, but they're like the visors that kids have that almost like 3d glass, the VR yeah. headsets and you would put them on and then you would put a little matte, matte color slide into yep. it. And then you would add other slides into it and they would create like a piece of art with layers. Yes. I, I feel like what if, you know, what she was seeing or anybody, at, you know, going through that sees those different layers of reality, just like you do in those kind of headsets, but we right. don't see it like, you know, it's functioning like mentally stable adults. We just don't see it or we're too busy. Our minds are just too busy to even realize what's happening. You know? Well, I don't know. It's just like, you know, you have kids, right? Kids haven't been taught to disregard things or to believe that they're not real, but you have kids who have like imaginary friends. Yeah. And they have a name. And when and some of these stories are really disconcerting because like there was one I heard on a podcast here about two weeks ago where a kid had a friend who uh, the girl had a white dress on but it had ketchup on it and it wasn't ketchup it was supposed to be blood mm. but here was like a six year old kid saying yeah my friend I can't remember the ghost na parent name I, I can't remember but. The ghost, you know, was like, yeah, my friend has a white dress on and she's got ketchup all over it. And if you're an adult hearing this, you know, contextually, that's not ketchup. Right. You know, and, and it's just disconcerting that your child can see this yeah. and communicate with it. But then over time, as we go grow up, you know, we're totally constantly being told that, you know, there's no such thing as ghosts. There's no such thing as, you know, you know dead people that walk among us that that's not real you know it's just an imaginary friend it's a phase and and as we grow up you know that foundation becomes stronger and stronger until we don't see it anymore so i think that that's a very big possibility uh and i think people who are more open to the paranormal they experience more of the paranormal because right. they their mind is open to it um you know, if you have people who go ghosts don't exist, they'll never they'll never have that experience, and they can always explain it away, which isn't a bad thing to do. If you have an experience, I think it's important to investigate it, um, to try to rule out other you know tangible factors. But if you're left with like I can't explain this, you know, then let's not exp you know let's not try to. If you if if you've investigated it and you've done your detective work and you're like, okay, I, I checked out this. This wasn't making any noise. I didn't do this. This wasn't here. You know, there's no air on. So it's not like it's a breeze to the house. So how did this door move? How did, 
and the only other explanation is something supernatural or paranormal, then I think that that should be a tangible result yeah. to come to. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I that it's always fascinated me. Um, I think I know I I'm fairly certain I told it, but I guess I'll do it again just for uh, because it's right there. So again, the house that I lived on, where my brother heard the 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 voice say "Hey," and my bottle dropped from a place it should never drop from. I got home from football practice one night and, you know, doing as I always did, I'd come home, talk to my dad and I'd go take a shower and I go in the bathroom and I'm drawing the bath up, you know, drawing the shower and I'm waiting for it to get warm. The bathroom door is closed. And I happen to see something out of the corner of my, I'm just like staring off into the tub and I see something kind of like, I don't know how it got there because I, you'd think if it just materialized, you'd, you'd notice that, but I guess I didn't. But I see something kind of white off on my left peripheral, and I turn to look at it, and I see a woman uh, wearing, like, late 1890s, early 1900s clothing, <laughs> and, I, and I couldn't see features in the face. But I could tell that she had long hair that kind of fell over her shoulders. And there was something about it that told me that she wasn't really looking at me, but through me. And I can't tell you how I, how I knew it, because like I said, I couldn't see features in her face. Uh, it was almost like a, like a soft silhouette that there was still detail, but not enough to discern really what was in the center of it. And then all of a sudden she just kind of spins as if she was standing on a lazy Susan. She just turns and she walks through the bathroom door. And at no, I never thought of screaming. I wasn't really petrified at that moment, but when she left the bathroom, when she went you know, you know, the girl, you know, we talked about uh, Rochelle who had the girl fall through the floor. This girl went through the door. Uh, I said, girl, she looked like a woman. <laughs> I go to open up the bathroom door and there's no one there. There's no one on the other side. And the time span of her going through that door to me, opening the door was probably two seconds. And there's no one there. And I go back to the bathroom. I shut the I shut the water off, and I go back in the living room. And my dad's like, "I thought you were taking a shower." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna wait a little bit." And it took me a little while to, to tell him, "Hey, I saw a woman in there." Uh, and I can still remember seeing it. Like I still remember being absolutely like I was more petrified after the fact than I was during the episode. Yeah, because you're in like a shock when it happens. You're not processing well, it's it. It's almost like disbelief. Like I'm really yeah. not seeing this woman standing in front of me, right? Like this is just because I'm like dehydrated. I'm tired. I'm overexerted. You know, I just spent two and a half hours out there, you know, at practice in the heat. Like that's what this is, right? Yeah. But it's not. It, it happened. So, you know, it, like I said, after – and especially when I open up the bathroom door and she's just gone, she just vanished. Um, 
Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's another one. I think I think I've told the recent ones already about the face in my house and the guy that my ex-wife saw when we were still married. Um, try to think if there's another one. I've not really had anything recently happen. Uh, there is one thing. I was going through some sound bites of like past EVPs uh, that we did at the Pixie. And I thought they were gone, but I found them. Oh, really? I, yes. I found, Is that one you sent me? You sent me one of them or something a while ago? I was, I was trying to send it, and I couldn't get it to send. Oh, uh, okay. I couldn't fi figure out a way to actually share the file with you. It wouldn't let me do it. So okay. the next time that we're able to to sit side by side, I'll pull it up for you. Okay. Um, because... To me, that's a very convincing EVP. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could have found the other two because there was two, two others that I got that were fairly convincing EVPs. And the odd thing is, is all three of them sound like the same entity. Huh. Uh, so to me, it was like every time I was in there, um, the entity would would make sure that it found my recorder every time we were there. This man would talk to me when I was there. Yeah. It's like he knew that was his outlet. Yeah, because the first time I did it, and I'm fairly certain I told this story too, the first time we, that I went there for as an investigator, uh, I know we were up upstairs in the owner's office and uh uh another member of our party had asked if there was anybody here with us that wanted to talk with us and now i had heard something in real time it sounded like a faint whisper and mike had heard it too but when we played it back you heard a man's voice say no uh, very clearly. And then um, the second time was the EVP that I was able to find here about a week or two ago, where we were in the theater section. We were down in the in the seating area. And someone had, had asked if there was anybody here, if they wanted to speak to us. And about, I'd say, five seconds, maybe six go by, and you hear... That same man, and this is this is probably several months apart. You hear that same voice say up at the top. Because we were down low, yeah, sitting in the bottom section. So my interpretation of that would be that he was in the balcony. But yeah. the odd part of it is, is again, it sounded like he was right by the speaker of my phone. So maybe there was someone else in the balcony. I don't know. Um, and then the third time was we decided to meet the pixie me mike and brandon kaiser were meeting at the pixie just for a small investigation uh we were going to, going to be in there for maybe for a couple of hours and we were down there and we were talking uh about uh someone who was interested in becoming a member and 
Now, in that moment, I can remember that moment in real time. Uh, as we're talking, we could hear all of a sudden like water turned on. Because when you, uh, we were down there in the lobby area, and that lobby's got the concessions. Now, I don't know if you've been in the, the pixel. Yeah, it's been a while though, but okay. I, I vaguely remember it. So they're in the concession area is a sink, and the water on that sink turned on. Mm. Now, it wasn't like it turned wide open, it was to a, not just more than a trickle, it was a steady stream just above a trickle. And in the EVP, uh, you, and I'm going to say this verbatim, and, and everybody knows I don't like uh, cussing on the podcast, but I'm going to quote what the entity said. Um, when we noticed that, that the water had been turned on, because someone, I think Mike had said, what, what is that? And I turned and I looked, and I said, the water's on. And you hear a man, the same man I've heard every time I've done EVP work in there. You hear a man whisper, water, bitch. <laughs> just like that. Just like that. And, dude, I'm not lying. I, that one terrified me simply because of the tonality of it, the way that he voiced it. Um, it was almost as if because it, it didn't sound playful. Um, it was almost defiant yeah. is the way it came across. Um, where before, he was just simply communicating with us. This was like almost open defiance of us being there. Um, so it was weird. But the one that I was able to find that has managed to make it through like six phone transfers uh, was the one where we were in the uh, theater space. So, like I said, next, I, if I could figure out how to share it with you, to ship it to you wirelessly, I will, but if, we'll if put not, it on, we'll, we'll put it on the podcast, too. Yeah. Put a clip of it on there so people can actually hear it. Yeah, because so. it's a pretty long clip. I think the overall clip is something like a minute and a half. And if I remember right, the voice comes in like at the 31 or 32 second mark. So I, I could trim it down if I could, because I have an audio app on my phone. I, if I can just figure out how to port it to that. You can probably just use Dropbox and just get it to me and I'll put it on oh. the podcast. So yeah. Okay. Yep. We'll work it out. People need to hear it, man. People need to know the truth. I agree, man. That's, I mean, like I said, I've had plenty of like there's times i sit and think man i'd love to have a paranormal experience and i'm like wait a minute i've had quite a few <laughs> right so again for all you listeners and viewers out there an open invitation if you have anything that's happened to you that was paranormal or supernatural you know message us on the on our facebook page of it came from amity or hit us up on our personal pages um and if you oh, happen this, to, if you happen to Facebook Facebook search Brashell or Glenn, don't stalk them and harass them. Yeah, Glenn would be harder to find. He'd be an older yeah. guy now, but yeah. I would imagine Bethany and Brashell would be easier to find. But like I said, yeah, I mean, uh, I I'm contemplating hitting them up and like, hey, we have a podcast. We've mentioned you guys. We saw your stories on Ghost of America. We mentioned them. 
we want to talk to you and get your firsthand account. You know, we want to interview you yeah, and get your firsthand account. What happened and, and see if they respond. I think that'd be um, a pretty cool episode, man. We'll definitely look into be, that. What would be funny is if either any of these people are actually have liked our page on Facebook. Right. <laughs> you just got a shout out then. Yeah. So yeah, if you're Michelle or Bethany or Glenn, uh, and these stories belong to you. Uh, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Come forward. We would, we would love to talk to you and actually get, uh, your firsthand account on these stories that you wrote. Right. Definitely. Um, yeah. I don't have any th- more ghost stories, man. I, I, I live a pretty simple ghost free life for the most case, <laughs> for the most part. I've, I've got a couple I've told them, you know, I told my big ones. So I, I kind of feel like I may, I may have repeated two of them. I, I want to say the I want to say the ghost in the bathroom was probably I think I repeated that one, but that that was definitely one of the more poignant ones for me as far as uh that first hand apparition account because that was a full body apparition, right? Uh, but yeah, I think I think those are the ones I've got right now. I I mean, don't get me wrong, I would love another one, but if uh, something happened here in this house, my wife would. Well, she wouldn't be thrilled. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I don't, I'm interested in it, but I'm not necessarily sure I want it to happen again. Like I'm fine <laughs> with it not happening. And I that's got how what most I got. people are. Yeah. yeah. They love talking about it. They love thinking about it. They love reading about it. You're hearing about it, but then it happens to them and it's not fun anymore. Right. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think I've got everything I've got. Um, that I don't want to have a ghost that. story. Leave a comment and tell your ghost story. Yep, we would love to hear from you. Like I said, Facebook uh, message us directly or on the page. Uh, it came from anybody, or hit us up in the comment section, and we will contact you. And maybe we'll do an interview with you on the show. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this installment of It Came from Amity. Keep uh, <clears throat> keep on the lookout for future updates and possibly some video projects. Halloween's coming closer, and me and Casey have been talking about doing some kind of cool uh, campfire story themed yep. videos. So um, we're now, planning that. So and now with the YouTube channel technically up, all we gotta do is start adding content. So right. So keep on the lookout for that. We're growing, man. We're expanding. So. Yep. Do you have anything last minute you want to add? I don't think so. I think we've hit all the bullet points, I'm pretty sure. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, have a good one.